。Hello， 姐妹平安。Peace， brothers and sisters。咱继续思想新人种这个系列的信息。Let's resume our series on new humanity。今日对麦是好三一精神所充满的教会。Our topic for today is a church filled with the Holy Triune God. Our passage can be found in chapter three, fourteen to twenty-one. There are two prayers in the book of Ephesians. The first one is in chapter one, fifteen to twenty-three. The second one is chapter three, fourteen to twenty-one. These two prayers are distinct. That after Paul has told them a specific truth, he would pray for them. Just like in chapter one, three to fourteen, Paul talks about what it's like to be with Christ. It's just to hear the truth, to believe the gospel, and receive the seal. In chapter one, fifteen, for this reason, he prays for the church. So the church would know Christ better. And from chapter. 3:1-13 Paul talks about unlocking the mystery of this gospel. In chapter 3:14, he says again, "For this reason." And he prays for the church once again. There's an important truth here. We who are teachers, whether you're a pastor or a preacher, a deacon or an elder, a life group leader, or a Sunday school teacher, the truth is our responsibility. But it is God who leads them towards the truth. So the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. There must be a balance between our knowledge and our lives. If you only have knowledge but not life, it will make you a Pharisee. But if you have life but you have no knowledge, then you become a foolish person. So both of them are both equally important. So after Paul told the truth, he would entrust them to God in a prayer, so that both of them would have a balance. From verses fourteen to twenty-one, these eight verses tell us three things. The attitude in prayer, the object of prayer, and the substance of prayer. Let's first look at the first one. The attitude in prayer. From chapter three fourteen. For this reason, I kneel before the Father. When Jewish people pray, they're usually standing up. Their heads gazing at the heavens. Two hands lifted up. But Paul says he is kneeling in prayer. This shows an attitude of worship. An attitude of humility before the Lord. Just like what Ecclesiastes chapter five one to two says. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Do not be quick with your mouth, 
Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few. When we come before God, we must have a disposition of reverence and humility. For more than a year, we have been worshiping in our homes. Of course, you are more relaxed. But do not be casual. Because we're worshiping before God. God is in our midst, accepting our worship. Attitude is very important. We can be more relaxed, but do not be casual. Sometimes we see people worshiping false gods, kneeling on the ground and worshiping. Although they may be worshiping the wrong gods, but their attitude is something that we can learn from. A follower of Islam will worship, will pray to Allah five times a day. Each time kneeling and bowing on the ground. They are worshiping false gods, but they have authentic worship. But how about us Christians? Sometimes we worship the true God, but with inauthentic worship. May God help us. We may so, so we worship the true God with an authentic worship. This is our attitude. The second, it talks about the object of prayer. Let's look at chapter 3, 14 to 15. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. The attitude of prayer must be humble. For the object of our prayer is God the Father. When, the, the, when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, the first thing he said, Our Father in heaven. When Paul prays for the church, he said, I kneel before the Father. For everything on earth and on heaven derives its name from him. In the original language, the word family and father shares the same root word. This is quite meaningful. Because without the father, there is no family. The family name is derived from the father. My surname is Chung because my father's surname is Chung. So my name would be Chung Kok Yong. My son's name is Isaac Chung. Next time, my, name will be, my son's name will be called so and so chung. So Paul said to the church, every, every family in heaven and on earth, it means that everything physical or spiritual on earth or in heaven belongs to him. Without him, there is nothing. Because he is the almighty creator. But he is also our father. So before we go to the presence of the Lord, 
On one hand, we have a feeling of kinship because he is our father. And on the other hand, we have secure faith because he is God Almighty. One time, there was a leper that went to Jesus. He told Jesus, He said, Lord, if you're willing, please make me clean. That time, leprosy was an incurable disease. But this person went to the Lord for healing so that he could heal him. If you are willing, he told the Lord, if you are willing, I know I will be clean. He does not doubt the power of Jesus. Because he believed that he is the son of David, the Messiah. But unfortunately, he didn't have a deep understanding of the Lord. He was unsure whether the Lord was willing or not. Because at, that, at those times, people would shun lepers. But Jesus outstretched his arm to touch him. He first touched him, then he said, I am willing. And said, Be clean. The Lord Jesus let the man first know that he loved him before experiencing the mighty healing of God. Church, before we pray before the Father, we need to know who are we are praying to. On one, on one hand, he is our Father. While on the other hand, he is the Almighty God. He loves us because he is our father. He can help us because he is the almighty God. So we can approach him without fear. Thank God. The third aspect it's the substance of prayer. From chapter 3, 16 to 21, it's the substance of Paul's prayer. Paul prays three things for the church. If you're looking at the Chinese Bible, the word called is repeated three times. If you have an English translation, it will be that. These three that's will be the three things that he prays for. The first one, that he may strengthen you with the power in your inner being. Let's look at 316. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being. This power refers to the inner being. Paul's first prayer is for the inner man to be strengthened. Paul in 2 Corinthians 4.16 Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. Outwardly refers to the outer person. 
The inwardly refers to the inner person. He says the other person will waste day by day. This is something that we cannot stop. Because there's no uh, fountain of youth or elixir of immortality in the world. So we will age and decay as the days come by. So do not believe it when people tell you. You have not aged in 10 years. You're growing younger and younger. These are lies. But the inner person can be renewed day by day. But our experience would tell us this inner person is very weak. We cannot even withstand trials and temptations. We would lose our temper when things do not go our way. We fail when we meet sexual temptations. So how can this inner person be strengthened? Paul gives us two ways. Number one, that God strengthens our inner man out of his glorious riches. Let's look again, 316. I pray that out of his glorious riches, the glory of God is a sum of all of his divine attributes such as his power God's love his justice his holiness and his majesty and adding all these things together is the glory of God Paul prays to strengthen our inner person. So that our the inner person will bring out these glorious riches. Human beings cannot be strong because we're full of weaknesses. We are uh, we have no love. We have no mercy. We have no justice. And we have no self-control. So then Paul asked God to give us this strength according to his glorious riches. The NIV translation would translate it as out of, but I don't find this to be very accurate. The Chinese translation would use the term according to, which I think is more accurate. What is the difference of the, of the two? Let's say someone has two million dollars. Let's say, out of, let's say out of $2 million, he will give an offering. He can give as much as $2. But if we say according to $2 million, then he can give $2 million. So the, the meanings can be quite different. Because God is giving us his glorious riches according to. 
It is according to this glorious riches that he is strengthening the inner man. Whatever the inner person lacks, he will give it to you. You do not have patience. God said, I will give you patience. You do not have generosity. God said, I will make you generous. Uh, whatever you want according to what we long to holy according to me i'll give you i'll give it to you all we have to do is open our mouth and ask it from him in the james book of james it says we do not have because we do not ask so number one so God strengthens us, our inner person, out of his glorious riches. And number two, God uses his power to strengthen our inner man. Let's look again, 316. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. When you compare the Chinese and the English translations, you will see that the Chinese translation would lack two words. Power. Which is power. To strengthen the inner person, we need this power. But this power does not come from man. The power comes from God. Although lately in our movies there have been a lot of superheroes. Superman or Spider-Man or Iron Man. Superman, uh, Iron Man, Spider-Man. These are the hopes in our hearts that we have power on our own. But what does the Bible tell us? Let's look at Psalm 62.11. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God. In the great historical figures of the past, they would acknowledge that they are not strong enough on their own. It is God's power that has made them strong for them to become powerful people. One of the best examples are the apostles of Jesus. Their lives completely transformed. When Jesus was crucified, all disciples forsake him. Only John was there at the cross. And the most bold of them, Peter, denied Christ. And it is the women who told them that Jesus had been resurrected. Then the disciples again met together. But the Bible records very specifically that the doors were locked because they were afraid. But when the Spirit came down, their hearts were strengthened with the Holy Spirit and they rose again. 
当门徒入去公会头前受审判的时阵 ，When the disciples were dragged before the Sanhedrin， 公会无必允准门徒阁奉耶稣名去传道。The Sanhedrin told them not to preach in the name of Jesus。你讲门徒怎样讲 ？How did the disciples respond？ 使徒行传第四章十二节。In Acts 4:12， 对伊话无别的拯救，因为天顶对伊人间无使了别的名，难通靠着得救。Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. You got it, chapter thirteen. Let's look at verse thirteen. In, 就是这个呢，公会人看到彼得约翰的胆量，各夸出伊原来是无法无的上面，就真稀奇，明明伊是军家耶稣的人。When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note. That these men had been with Jesus. 上帝用伊个大能和许多个内面这个人，这个 inner being 刚强起来。With his power, God strengthened their inner being. 这是保罗头一个诶，对教会祈祷。This is one of his the first prayer of Paul. 第二祈祷。The second prayer. 伊讲叫你个听心有根有基。That you may be rooted and established in love. 你看第三章十七十八节。Let's look at verses seventeen to eighteen. 你讲好基督，因为你的信点在你的心内，叫你的听心有根有基。甲伊真圣道三个明白，基督的听是何等的同款乖亲。So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide. And long and high and deep the love of Christ. Now, Paul was not praying so that the church may have love. Because all of God's children have love. If there is no love, then they are not the children of God. Because in First John chapter four seventy-eight, he says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Paul, the second prayer for them is that they may be rooted and established in love. Love is a mark of a Christian. But Paul prays that their love may be rooted and established. Paul is using two images. It's clear in the English translation. It's rooted and established. To be rooted and established. This rooted is saying that this is a root. The roots refer to the roots of a plant. This establish is representing the foundation. Establish refers to the foundation of a house. A tree that grows must have root. If a tree wants to become big, then its roots must be very deep. A house must have a solid foundation. How many floors do you want your house to have? 
And so you must have the depth of foundation. The church has love, but sometimes it is very shallow. Sometimes just because of a word, just a word, or just a, a look, a glance, or a misunderstanding, we could not love this person anymore because our love lacks roots and establishment. The problems in the church are usually not so big. It's not a problem of doctrine or a problem of cult. It's usually the lack of love. For love believes all things, bears all things, and endures all things. But we do not believe, we do not bear things, and we are unable to endure all things. This is quite pitiful. Therefore, Paul prays, may your love be rooted and established. Once our love is rooted and has foundation, we will be able to understand together with all the saints how long, how wide, and how deep the love of Christ is. Love is a very difficult thing to explain. You can experience and feel love. But you cannot analyze it. Because once love is analyzed, perhaps you might lose its essence. There's a statement, the moon represents my heart. What does how can you analyze how the moon represents a heart? It might lose its essence. So Paul describes God's love with with long, which illustrates the eternal love of God in terms of time. With wide illustrates the magnanimous love of God in terms of his capacity. High illustrates the greatness of God's love in terms of purpose. And deep illustrates the depth of God's love in terms of degree. But before the words long, wide, high, and deep, he attached the word how. Which means it cannot be fully understood. When we understand the length and the breadth and the width and the depth of God's love, we will no longer rely on ourselves to love others. Because our love is a superficial love. We need to learn how to use God's love to love other people. This is what 1 John 4.19 says. 
We love because God first loved us. But the problem is, how does our love gain root and foundation? Ephesians 3:17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you be rooted and established in love. Love comes from God. Only when Christ dwells in our hearts can our love be rooted and established. Without Christ in us, we cannot love those who are unlovable to us. We only love those who are lovable. Those who love us. But how does Christ dwell in our heart? Is he dwells in us through our faith. Through our faith. Dwell in the original language means to permanently reside. He is a permanent resident. Because of the faith that is in us. Using the words of the Bible, it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. So, only those who put Christ as a first priority in their lives will be rooted and grounded in love. May God help us. The third prayer. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. To know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. This is Paul's third prayer for the church. So that they may become abundant. The Lord Jesus said, The Son of Man has come so that they may have life and have it to the full. Paul wants a church to be a place full of the abundance of God. The love of God, the grace of God. The justice and the comfort of God. The power and the truth of God. Should fill every corner of the church. So whenever someone enters the church, they will feel that God is with this church. Unfortunately, Many churches are like the church in Laodicea, which is the churches of the last days. Let's look at Revelation 317. You say I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need the thing, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. 
Church, we may be rich materially. But spiritually, we are impoverished. We are wretched, blind, and poor. So we ask for the Spirit to enlighten us. To see the true state of their inner being. If man does not know he is sick, he will not go see a doctor. In the same way, if we do not know that we are spiritually impoverished, we will not ask for God for help. But when we humbly pray before God, let's look at Ephesians 3.20. God is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. This is a great promise and comfort to us. God says, I will give to you more than you ask and more than you can ever imagine. So church, Paul prays three things for the church. Number one, first, for, it to be, for the church to be strong. But to be strong, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The second, that the church may be rooted and grounded in love. But being rooted and grounded in love, must, you must be first filled with Christ. The third, the church may be filled with God. But first, we must be filled with God. So Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus. And Paul longed for the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Christ to fill the church. And when the Holy Triune God fills the church, this will become a glorious church. So as Paul concludes his prayer, let's look at 321. Amen. To him be the glory, the church, and Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. May the, may the Holy Triune God fill his church. But please do not forget, you and I and we are the church. The church is you and I. So may the Holy Triune God fill you and me. But after it is filled, before we are, we are filled, we must first pour out ourselves or cleanse ourselves. If there's a lot of things within you, how can the Holy Spirit fill you? How can God fill you? How can Jesus fill you? So there must be a sort of spiritual cleansing. 
To get rid of all things that are dirty. Our pride in our arrogance. Things that are undesirable in our hearts. To have a clean heart. And to have the power of the Holy Spirit. The love of Christ. And the abundance of the Father. To fill us. Thank God. This is Paul's prayer for the church. Also my prayer for the church. Let us pray. Shao 是基督徒的教会和西比西比的教会和圣别圣家圣灵所崇拜 这四周的圣经因为两种是讲到上帝的教义这个的doctrine但对第四周开始到第六周是讲这个的教义这个的doctrine就apply的那个生活的中间所以比较比较去做practical所以礼拜六的话第四周一到第十七讲到咱中间